I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. On this episode, you'll hear about wellness, fitness, Frenchism, and lifestyle, a Trey fucking chic gangster podcast. Hosted by fitness and wellness French hedonism guru and creator of The Method, The Body, yours truly, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, live from Monte Carlo, Monaco. On this show, you'll find a mix of audio entertainment, including listener and audience questions answered about health wellness, lifestyle, family, and relationships, and my French holistic tips to be healthy, have your best body, and transform both your body and your mindset into the happiest ever, as well as living la belle vie lifestyle like a chic French gangster. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Pardon My French. I am Ingrid Delamar Kenny and I am your host from beautiful sunny Monaco. Today's episode is actually one that came to mind while working with some of my private clients. As you all know from listening to some of my previous podcasts or from me looking at my website, I do give some mind to body mentor power sessions. What those are, are 40 minute or 70 minute sessions that I have with clients either in person if they are in Monaco or through Skype uh, where we talk about their relationship with food, how we can reinstate their faith in food, how they can control their body with their mind rather than relying on diets and falling victim to the diet industry and how much of a bad relationship with food it's instilled in them. Um, so working with one of my beautiful clients who's currently honeymooning somewhere close to me, um, we got to talking about what she will be ordering at the restaurant. And usually when I work with clients, they very are very fast to say, well, can you make me a plan? And I'm like, fuck no, I'm not your boss. You know, food should not be planned. Absolutely not. I'm not making you a plan. I will give you tools to put in your toolbox to follow your intuition when it comes to ordering at the restaurant. And if you remember the episode uh, about being more French, the previous episode was like two weeks ago about being more French, I mentioned that some waiters in Paris and in the south of France have made a very good comparison between French patrons and American patrons and they said that the French were very quick to decide what they want to eat that's why often when you travel to France you will have a waiter standing by your table within five or six minutes of giving you your menu and if you're American which has happened to me being with American going like what the fuck like I haven't even had time to look at the menu Um, but that's because the French will scan the menu really quick and know exactly what they want to eat what they need for nutrition what they absolutely love whereas Americans will debate they will wonder whether they're allowed whether it's approved by their program whether the calorie intake is not too outrageous 
they will torture themselves they will discuss be amongst each other and what the waiters are noticing is that they will study the menu from left to right top to bottom first page to last page and to us in france that seems insane this kind of indecisiveness when it comes to food really portrays the perfect um, anomaly with Americans and their relationship with food. They are so tortured. They are so kind of put up against a wall when it comes to eating that they're just afraid of ordering. And so I thought, what would be better than to have a quick little episode that would give you a few hints on top of everything else that I have suggested through French etiquette and some of my mother's best tips and the French way of life and, you know, cortisol lowering um, little tips. What better way than to help you get through your summer travels to Europe, to upstate, wherever you are, to the beach, to unfamiliar places, then to give you a few tips to awaken your God-given intuition and help you order like a French at the restaurant. So just so you know, there's also a piece I wrote which will be out very soon. It's a guest blog for Guess Who? Uh, about what I eat in a day so about three days of eating for me and it includes my intermittent fasting schedule and what happens when I don't feel like intermittent fasting and when I wake up hungry and all my meals throughout the day um, how I choose them whether I'm eating at home and cooking or whether I'm eating out so that being said I'm going to give you a few examples that are going to help you titillate your intuition when you are at the restaurant and also not think of restricting yourself as far as you're going to a restaurant, an Italian restaurant, and you want to have pasta, that's absolutely possible, but you have to do so with a different mindset than a restrictive mindset and saying, oh my gosh, I'm going to eat this whole plate of pasta today and I will starve tomorrow or I'll start my diet tomorrow. That is not the way at all. And literally, with the little tricks I'm going to give you today, you could spend a week in Italy eating pasta every single day and not gain weight. As a matter of fact, you might even lose weight. And a bonus, your cortisol levels will be really low. You'll be a really happy girl. So here is the scenario. You have just landed in Capri or you've just landed in Boston and your husband or your best friend or your boyfriend says, let's go to this Italian restaurant. What are you going to do? You have a whole week of vacation ahead of you and you want to make sure that you don't corrupt that waistline you've been working for. I'm assuming you've brought your inulin with you or your to-go packs that are in your bags. But that put aside, having fiber in your food is actually extremely easy and finding inulin in your food is even easier. Now what do you do when you arrive in an Italian restaurant? Are you going to be American and start panicking and eat a salad like an asshole or are you going to be also French and figure that shit out and eat like a shit gangster? to figure that shit out and eat like a chic gangster. Why? Because you have intuition, knowledge, and your first 
first instinct is to care about your health, not about your diet. Now, I will tell you how caring about your health as the great byproduct of losing weight, like losing weight is a byproduct of actually caring for your health, whereas dieting is not a byproduct of health and vice versa. Does that make sense? Okay, so you arrive at the Italian restaurant and first off, they're going to ask you what you want to drink. Now, someone might want to order wine for the table and that's fine. Usually, you may want to start with a cocktail. Now, we're looking at an Italian meal where we want to be eating normally and not like some cow that's going to eat salad as everybody is having pizza and pasta. So, what you will do is ask for la piscine de champagne or la piscine de vin blanc. So, it's a piscine of champagne or white wine. And what is a piscine of champagne? It is actually a pool of champagne and it's a very chic and sophisticated drink in France. It's one of the most sophisticated drinks and unlike what Americans may think that putting ice cubes in your champagne is an atrocity, that would be right if it was red wine, but in champagne it's actually extremely chic and it's called la piscine, the pool of champagne. Why is that great? What they do is they take big ice cubes and if you are in the United States you might have to instruct your waiter over and over again and just tell him it's a French thing you want big ice cubes and a nice glass of champagne or a nice glass of rosé or white wine you could do it with all three and you will have them fill it up literally drown the wine or the champagne in those ice cubes this is delicious, it's sophisticated, it's served in a big wine glass, so make sure that the rim of the glass is wide enough to contain all the ice cubes without smothering your wine or your champagne. And what's great about that is that not only it will make your drink absolutely delicious, you'll be looking very chic drinking it, but it's also going to take longer to consume it. You can linger a little longer on that drink rather than down a margarita or a martini. So I'm really anti starting with, you know, with um, cocktails because they will open your appetite in the worst way and they will probably rise your cortisol levels because you haven't eaten yet. And so the hunger hormone is going to rage at you. You're no longer going to make choices of health from your brain or from your healthy gut. You're going to make choices of high cortisol hormonal level. Nobody wants to make hormonal decisions. So having a kick of sugar from a cocktail or a martini or a mojito is actually a really bad idea and it's also not very chic. So you want to start with that piscine of champagne, of champagne piscine of champagne, um, because it's going to kind of help you linger with that drink and wait for your first course, your appetizer. Now, let me rock your boat a little bit and talk to you about appetizer. Most diet gurus will tell you to fill up on soup or salad to offset your appetite. In France, that's an atrocity. Wanting to offset your appetite to bypass the main course is completely stupid and it's kind of like a party pooper kind of attitude because the main course is all of the joy and all the, the happiness and the tradition of, of, you know, taking part in a meal in a social setting or at home even with your family. 
So you don't want to do that. What I usually do in an Italian restaurant, I will have to have pasta. I'm in an Italian restaurant for God's sake. It's fabulous. It's fabulous to enjoy the food that a restaurant has to offer and honor, you know, the culture of the restaurant you're going in. So I will want pasta. So what I will do is I will have pasta as my pleasure course. The pleasure course is the course that I deem non-nutritional. Pasta is the non-nutritional meal. It is a pleasurable meal. However, for sanity and health, you need both pleasure and nutrition. That's how I see it. So you're going to tend to your sanity and happiness by having that pleasure meal. You're going to ask for a plate of pasta that you're possibly going to share with someone. So share it with a mate, with a friend, with, with your, your best friend, with your husband. If nobody wants to have the pasta with you, then ask for a dessert plate or a small salad plate. And when the pasta is served, ask the waiter to put it in the center of the table because you will share it with the rest of the table. I swear to you, somebody else will be poking at that plate. And you will serve yourself a small portion in that either salad plate or dessert plate. That will be your appetizer. That will be your entremet. And what that will be is your pleasure course. So you know that as far as your main course, you will then give your body the nutrition that it needs. So you need to go into this new mindset of actually feeding your body the right way, giving your body the actual nutrients that it needs so it doesn't rage back at you hormonally, giving you the worst type of cravings for carb-rich foods that are usually not nutritious. The more you give real nutrition, real food to your body, the less likely it will be to rage at you and the more likely it will be that you will lose weight as a byproduct of this healthy behavior. So not diet behavior. Remember, dieting and dietitians that are giving you a diet are concerned about your waistline. They are not concerned about your health. They're concerned about your weight. They're concerned about, about your body fat. Nowhere in their criterias of goals is it that you're supposed to be happy in your body other than your appearance and your weight. So, you know, when I'm talking about happy in your body, I'm talking, do you have happy hormones? Are they balanced? Is your gut healthy? Most dietitians couldn't give a shit about that which is a shame because if they had understood that the happy hormonal standpoint and the brain to gut access is so potent when it comes to losing weight, then they would be able to make you gain weight permanently. But then again, they may be out of a job because once you get that machine going, you really won't need a dietitian or a nutritionist. So when you're ordering, don't think diet, think health. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. That's what I've been saying for so long. So you're having your pasta as the appetizer and it's preferably probably a portion the size of your hand, not the size of your palm, which is what has been said as far as portioning in the diet world. It's the size of your hand in France. A piece of chicken or protein is usually the size of your hand and actually very often a chicken cutlet is even the shape of your hand it has that tiny 
uh, pointy side and then the very round side that comes from the palms. So it makes sense when you look at, when you look at portion sizes that way. So you've had your pasta and you've enjoyed it tremendously and now that you've fulfilled the pleasurable part of your meal, you want to give nutrition to your body. And of course, you still want it to be pleasurable. I'm not telling you to feed yourself boiled, disgusting food or to take a topper off because it's a little bit of like a bread or whatever. Um, let's get to the main course. The main course should be a protein, a fiber, and some more nutrients like fatty acids. You, you have a few aspects that you need to look at. Um, the diet industry has you so scared of healthy fats. It's bullshit. You need the healthy fats for a balanced gut and balanced microbiome, but you also need it for your hormones. Very often, I have women writing to me or even clients that will complain about hormonal inflammation. And very often, those same women are women who have been completely depriving themselves of healthy fat. They've been scared of avocados, they've been scared of olive oil, they've been scared of eggs, they've been scared of salmon because it's fatty fish, uh, they've been scared of sardines. All of these foods are just so healthy for you. They balance your hormones, they prevent estrogen dominance, and you will know that estrogen dominance in many cases is the reason for an inflated um, and thicker waistline, even though you may, you may be eating a lot of salads. If you're eating salads with tofu, for example, chances are you have an inflated waist, waistline, you're bigger than you should be, you're bloated, you have love handles, and that is what I call the hormonal weight gain. That's in the midsection, that is a complete sign of insulin resistance and usually a sign of being an estrogen dominance. With that will often come um, some irregularities with your cycle or loss of period. And all of that is usually correlated with your gut health. And all of that is most likely correlated to the fact that you've been restricting yourself, trying to be good in, you know, <coughs> in quotation marks, um, and you're not really good. So when you're amputating your diet of fatty acids, you're probably sabotaging your waistline. And I know that goes against the diet mentality, but then again, if you're here listening, you've tried the American diet and then you looked over across the Atlantic at French people sitting down and eating a steak frites um, and wondering like, why the fuck are they so skinny when they eat this way? And here we are in America cutting every fat out of our diet and we can keep our waistline, you know, smaller. That's why. So as your main course, Again, now that you've fulfilled your pleasurable part of your meal, you're going to have a protein. Let that protein, if you're a vegetarian, of course, then this is not for you. You'll have to find a different source of protein and you can do so and you usually know how to do so. But if you're cutting fats and you're gonna rely on processed food like tofu, whatever, or veggie burger, which has soy, then obviously, you're, it's a different ball game, and I will do a vegan a podcast episode very soon um, as I'm introducing our new protein, vegan protein powder, which is called La Protéine Fibré Powder, which is the protein, the fibered protein powder. Uh, it's 
I think it will be more apropos when this launches in a few days to do a podcast for vegans and speak about what they should be looking out for as they're trying to be vegan and still probably struggling with their weight because what is on the market is mostly processed food modified soy that is causing weight gain for example so that's for another talk but if you're a carnivore like me and you eat you know fish meat poultry eggs then this is you know the subject concerns you um, so you're gonna go for a protein the size of your hand a slice of chicken um, a steak like here in France we like um, we like this meat uh, which is cut in little pieces. You see me often eating it. I even eat it with an artichoke salad on a bed of artichoke salad. Often when I go to the restaurant and I, I'll screenshot it and, and put it on, not screenshot it, I'll take a picture of it or a video of it and share it on Instagram. Um, and that's called the tagliata. I really like to have that even after pasta because pasta is not really what I consider a source of nutrition, not even a source of protein. Even though some pasta have a little bit of fiber, fresh pasta is better because you digest it better. You're less likely to have gluten intolerance from fresh pasta. So if you're in an Italian restaurant and it says fresh pasta, you want to gravitate towards that. But again, I, I, you know, I get sidetracked. I went back to the appetizer. Sorry. Um, you have to know that I don't prepare my podcast. I just talk as I go. And, you know, of course, I have like a few points that I thought about in the shower and, you know, things that I've said to clients throughout the week that come back to me and that I then want to share with my audience. Um, that's what just happened. I just had an, uh, yesterday I had a consult with one of my clients and preparing her for her trip to Italy preparing her to use her intuition. I didn't even want her to take notes. I wanted her to just let her intuition kick in when she sees the menu. I was like, the idea is for you to be able to look at the menu really quick and scan it and know exactly what you need to eat to give nutrition to your body. And as far as pasta, if you love certain pasta, like some people will go straight for the Putanesca. Some people will go straight for the Vongole. Like my favorite is lobster tagliatelle. So I'm going to scan the pasta menu and I'm going to go straight for that. So you know exactly what you want. And then you hit a wall usually when you refuse giving the pasta to yourself and then you start going for the whole menu back to back and you try to figure out what's allowed, what's not allowed and like what the fuck is that? Like, do you realize you could be in prison and you would actually be told what you're allowed to eat and not, and now you're living in a world of freedom and you're putting yourself through that? Like, that I cannot fathom because obviously I've been to prison, so I always say, if I had to be told what to eat, I would have stayed in fucking prison. That's why I refuse to tell you guys what to eat when you ask me. Um, by the way, I'm sorry I said guys. I hate people who say guys. I find that so condescending. I'm sorry I said that um you gorgeous tribe so yeah i got sidetracked so i will have um a portion of protein so either that grilled meat like i said the tagliata of beef it's cut in small slices very often here in the south of france and italy if you go to touristic areas they tend to cater to tourists a little more so the portions have become bigger even here because they want to appeal to the touristic crowd and very often the American crowd that's used to bigger portions. So really go with the size of your hand. And if you feel like the platter, the plate that's served to you is too big, 
don't hesitate to tell your waiter you're going to share it even if you're on your own just say i'm going to put it in the center of the table can i have a smaller plate and indulge yourself in serving yourself a very harmonious pretty plate with the right portion it's just so much nicer it's much more attractive to your leptin hormone which is your satiation hormone to look at that rather than to look at a big plate the the senses the 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 neuro signals sent to your brains about being hungry are set off by the first visual that you get so if you feel like that plate that you get is very overwhelming with quantity don't hesitate to modify this visual right away by asking for a small plate and reserving yourself you cannot be concerned about your health and be concerned about the children starving in ethiopia so please don't tell me i don't like to throw food out that's really the the problem you know the restaurants issue not yours if they decide to make this bigger than life plates anyways let me go back to what you should be having so a piece of chicken the size of your hand um gambas i love gambas like shrimps grilled shrimps that's a beautiful source of protein a fillet of salt make sure it's not too big salt tends to be a huge portion make sure it's the size of your hand doesn't matter if it's fish and feels healthy um, and make sure that you have variety so if you are here in Europe traveling this summer when you ask for vegetables they will give you seasonal vegetables and they will never give you just one kind this is what I love about Europe and this is the way that you should ask any restaurant even if you are going out somewhere in the United States North America somewhere in Canada make sure that you ask for vegetables and say what vegetables do you have and they go well we're going to give you zucchini you go no you're not going to just give me zucchini i need variety please give me zucchini and something else and then you will make sure that the variety of those vegetables so they can afford you the nutrients that you need that's why you need several kinds because every vegetable has a different um they bring you a different source of nutrient and a different amount of those nutrients like the amount of fiber in string beans is a lot higher than in zucchinis for example so you want both because zucchinis offer another kind of antioxidant and nutrient and you will get also the size of your hand by the time you're done with that plate the fact that you just had a main course which will be delicious it will be seasoned with garlic and your you know your your omelet or your I'm, I'm talking omelet because eggs are a great source of protein or your chicken or your fish or your seafood was a great source of protein the size of your hand your body will have recognized that you have given it the source of nutrients that's worth a whole meal and so by the time you're done with that meal you will have had the pleasurable part of your meal which was your appetizer pasta and the main course which was the nutritious part of the meal equally delicious but usually not what we crave when we think of having a feast you crave carbs you car rich carbs so that nutritious part is the part that tends to your gut and that tends to your ghrelin your hunger and your leptin hormones equally it also tends to your cortisol levels why because when you give your body the right nutrients your digestion is eased up in a way that your cortisol levels are not put under a lot of stress and that will prevent insulin resistance so you want that also you need to know that when you order and you want to go online and check 
you will be surprised to find out that potatoes have inulin in them onion garlic have inulin in them inulin is actually not simply inulin inulin is something that is naturally it's a prebiotic fiber soluble fiber that is naturally in fruits and vegetables that we eat every single day Now you have to realize that this is also chic. The French actually nourish themselves this way. They will not think of a plate of pasta as nutritious. They will know that they need an amount of nutrition that has to come from real food. Pasta is not considered a real food. So thinking this way is rather thinking about health and thinking chic than about diet and restriction. And that's where all the different lie, the difference lies. Now, when you think about diet, all of the sudden you need to be pulling out a book of what's authorized on your plan. You need to bring out an app that's going to calculate the carbs in the food that you eat. Um, you're going to go with restrictions and be told to put the potatoes aside and not eat them or to not eat the crust of your pizza or to eat a slice of pizza and look at everybody else enjoying the rest. That is still wrong. If you want pizza, pizza is not nutritious. It is not a source of nutrition, but it is a source of pleasure, which we need equally to not only be healthy, happy, but also have a, a good waistline. When you are unhappy with your food choices, which have been stemming from a restrictive mind, a diet mind, your cortisol levels rise, you're unhappy. That's why happy is chic and chic is happy. Does that make sense? I know I always ask you guys if that makes sense. Shit, I said guys again. I always ask you, my gorgeous tribe, if that makes sense. You have to let me know if I say stuff and ramble and don't make sense. Most of the reasons why I don't listen to my podcasts again is because I know I ramble. The only podcast I listen to all over again was the one with Ifra because I needed to hear her story again and I needed to hear if I was sensitive and empathic enough um, and not too rough. Anyways, I get sidetracked. Um, so this main course is going to have the effect of having superpowers and incredible control on your body. You will not feel like you're on a diet because you know what? That's a fucking shitload of food. That's the difference between the diet mentality. The diet mentality tells you to load up on a huge salad so you will pick at your main course like a little bird. You will leave aside the potatoes you so wanted to eat. By the way, that means you just pooped on inulin, which is so fucking stupid because you need that fiber. I'm not saying to load up on, to, on potatoes, they're not nutritious enough and they are heavier than other veggies, but you don't want to shit on them either. They are healthy. Um, and the diet mentality will have you starving by the time 4 p.m. comes around and snacking again, putting your digestive system yet through another stress of having to digest. Um, and making your gut enzyme work over time and your cortisol levels rise and your midsection swell up because you caused insulin resistance. Guess what? If you're having three meals a day plus two snacks, you're literally making your gut enzymes go through a marathon five times a day without any rest time. 
and then you're flushing all of that shit down with three liters of water, which is so fucking overwhelming for your kidneys, um, you're creating insulin resistance with that shit diet. I hope. I hope you, you understand what I'm trying to say. I know it's hard to grasp because all of the principles of dieting kind of swear by all of these healthy hacks. Uh, but that's not healthy, that's diet. I really want to keep on making the distinction between diet and health. Diet is temporary, health is forever. So now dessert. You've just eaten pasta as an appetizer, but you had such a tiny portion to just be happy enough. And also, when you have this appetizer of pasta, you know you're not eating to satiate your hunger because you have a main course coming after. So you go into this mind of kind of saving yourself and saving some room for what's to come, which is the nutritious aspect of your meal. So you're not eating this pasta like a fucking animal trying to feel full because that's going to be the only thing you're eating until your snack. You're actually eating your pasta with time and savoring it and possibly thinking, I hope this is not too much pasta. I hope I'll be able to eat the main course that I ordered. I need room for these nutrients. That's a totally different mindset. So by the time dessert rolls around, very often you don't feel like having any. But if you want to have some, I will give you a trick that my mother always gave me. And this is how I found the three bite rule. You need to know that even though the three bite rule has been the source of a lot of copycat talk, um, someone copycat me about it or whatever. I did not invent it. If you Google it, you will find the three bite rule. And how did I find it? I was trying to express what my mother taught me. One bite to say hello, one bite to enjoy, one bite to say au revoir. Why would she say that? She always said when dessert comes, you already need to know you will not polish that plate. Whichever waiter comes, you should be very embarrassed if you've polished your dessert plate. It's rude for a woman who wears a gorgeous red lipstick to lick her lips and just finish a whole dessert. So you take very chic bites. That's why I've switched to three bite rule, which has been used now in the diet world and that bugs me so much, to the chic bite rule. She used to say, Imagine Jackie O, which who's his class in all of our societies. When you think of Jackie Onassis, Jackie Kennedy, you think of ultimate class and cachet, right? Or imagine Grace Kelly. You think of Grace Kelly, you think of South of France, Monaco, high society and class, right? She said, do you think if they saw a chocolate cake, they would devour it? No, they would take a tiny fork and I always have my dessert with a fork unless it's something liquidy, but always have your dessert with a fork because it's a lot harder to fork a piece than it is to spoon it. And you just put a small bite in your mouth, take a long time to chew as one of those very chic women would do, Jackie or, or Grace Kelly, and then you'd put your fork down and have a sip of your espresso or your tea. You might go for another bite. They would, right? You keep the bite small 
once again you take time to chew and let it melt in your mouth pull your chin up and your pretty nose perk it up look around you and smile like grace kelly or jackie or would do put your fork down again and have another sip of your coffee or your tea and lastly one last bite to say goodbye that's the one you will enjoy the most but that will also make you feel the most satisfied at that point this is your cue to be chic you need to leave part of your dessert in your plate and then the animal at your table will probably jump on that last piece and finish it and what I do to not be embarrassed if someone at my table finishes my dessert so the waiter doesn't think I'm the one who ate it all because that's embarrassing as a French person to look like a woman who's finished a whole dessert I will take the plate and put it in front of whoever just finished my, my piece so that the waiter knows it wasn't me. So it all goes with etiquette and being chic and sophisticated. And guess what? It works wonders on your leptin hormone. Being chic speaks to the neurotransmitter of your hunger, of your satiation, sorry, your satiation hormone. Try it and tell me how that goes. I bet you it will work wonders the chic bite rule so i'm gonna backtrack for a second realize that none of this is engraved in stone it's happened to me after wanting a slice of pizza or a slice and a half of pizza or having pasta as an appetizer in the form of a shared portion in a small plate to not want a main course of a protein and veggies uh, and feel like that may be too much and at that point I will order a substantial salad so I'm not referring to salad as greens like lettuce or spinach salad or anything like that remember that I really feel strongly about crudités which is a fancy word used for Americans um, for raw vegetables and is a word used by the French as garnish for the table not something we eat crudités are known to rise cortisol levels and making digestion more difficult because you put your stomach your your gut enzymes through a lot of pressure um, when you ask your gut to digest vegetables and that rises cortisol levels causes insulin resistance and that's why very often even some skinny women could look a little bit older because they get this midsection inflated look so it's very often that women that eat a lot of salad can, can look slightly older in their body because their arms their limbs are like long and like long and lean arms long and lean legs they can look kind of skinny but then their midsection looks weirdly inflated and that's usually from eating salads and rising cortisol levels as a, as a result um, so when i'm talking about having a salad as a main after you've had your pizza or your pasta as your pleasure course i am talking about the type of salads that we eat in france that are so nutritious example a string bean salad with vinaigrette string beans are extremely high in fiber so you do get some nutrition out of that and on the side you can ask for like a slice of chicken or something like that or not at all maybe you're not in the mood for a protein at that point you can ask for an asparagus salad also extremely nutritious high in fiber high in inulin prebiotic fiber 
um, you can ask for a salad niçoise and please don't leave anything out of your salad niçoise out of concern. I've heard so many dieters saying I left the egg aside, I'm not having the olives in there. Have all of it. It's so unchic to actually leave stuff out for concern for carbs. It's so unfrench. So go ahead and enjoy. A niçoise salad is so rich in so many nutrients. It has tuna, which is your protein. It has egg, which is a fatty acid and a protein as well. Um, you know, it's good for you. Just have it. The olives are fatty acids. They're excellent. The artichoke salad is one thing that I can have as a main course sometimes. Just because artichoke is so high in fiber, it is so good for the gut. And very often my body craves it, especially since I've been having Simply Inulin. Inulin has made my gut so incredibly, um, I want to say in intuitive. It made my gut intuitive. Since I'm having Simply Inulin, I crave things that are good for my body. So I've been craving a lot of artichokes. And I know I'm not the only one because Lauren from the Skinny Confidential, when she came on the podcast, she said, I'm always craving artichoke now. And that's pretty much your body, your gut bacteria asking for its favorite food. Your good gut bacteria craves inulin which is in garlic which is in beetroot which is in asparagus onions it craves it dr gondry spoke about it extensively he went on dr oz podcast and said your little bugs love inulin so whenever i can i give my little bugs inulin i mean this guy is a massive doctor there are so many doctors who talk about it um so yeah, if you can get an artichoke salad, very often in France or in Italy, it will be served with like cashews and or or walnuts even and, and shaved parmesan. All of that is substantially nutritious. Um, cashews or hazelnuts or fatty acids, they're very good for your gut. They're very healthy. Most of you are all scared of nuts because diet gurus have scared you from nuts, but nuts are essential to prevent inflammation, hormonal inflammation. So have nuts. And if they come in the artichoke salad, as they often do, because that's, you know, that's, a, that's the way that artichoke salads are, are served with nuts and truffle oil and, and a little bit of chef parmesan. Have it. The parmesan is protein and it's excellent. And it's actually quite a lean cheese. So don't be afraid. My point is don't be, don't be afraid of food. We have this... Um, we have this salad here, which is absolutely delicious, which I'll often have as a main if I've had an appetizer, a pleasure appetizer. And it's um, the octopus salad, so the pulp salad, and it's pulpo. And it's served with potatoes and octopus and olives. And sometimes it has some greens in it, like uh, spinach leaves, leaves or you know, or something like that, and it has some garlic. Garlic is in your land. The octopus is already an amazing protein. Um, and I'll have the potatoes. Potatoes are healthy. Don't be afraid of potatoes. That's my whole point. If it is going to be your main, you should feel extremely good. Make sure that you have two courses. It is so French to have two courses. And doing so will be such an amazing influence on your intuitive gut. Like when you eat, your intuition will kick in better rather than respond to hormonal needs, if that makes sense. 
Um, that being said, let's go to different meals. I've spoken on episode 26 about eating salad after dinner, so I'm not going to speak about that again. Very often, the French will have salad as an appetizer. For example, if you're not having a pleasure course like pasta or pizza and you're simply going to a restaurant for lunch then you will start with a small salad i like to start with my string bean salad but sometimes i'll have an arugula salad with shaved parmesan on it i will really really not eat that much lettuce i love lettuce but i really try not to eat too much i hate the fact that dieters and diet gurus tell you to eat a lot of lettuce because it's full of water it will just fill you up with a lot of water which is absolutely ridiculous and it's overwhelming for the body and it's not that nutritious either. Uh, but I'll start with a salad, I will, um, on occasions when I don't have a pleasurable uh, appetizer. But you have to realize in France very often the appetizer can be a gazpacho soup, like a tomato soup, or it could be a carpaccio, a, like a, um, a delicious fish carpaccio. It's not necessarily a green crudité or a green raw vegetable. It can be cooked string beans à l'étouffée, like it's on my cookbook, um, or asparagus à l'étouffée, that's all cooked veggies with vinaigrette. Don't be afraid to put olive oil. As a matter of fact, if you are going to start a meal and you see a delicious piece of bread on the table, like we did at the retreat, very often I will say it's absolutely fine to have a bite of two or two or even three of a delicious bread if the bread is worth it. Very often Savannah will grab the bread, she'll taste and she'll go, mom, it's not worth it. But if it's worth it, grab it and put two tablespoons of olive oil in a small plate and just, you know, um, sauce it and have it. It's delicious, it's healthy, it makes you happy and it's a great source of fatty acid. Very often in Europe, the bread is made out of sourdough that's healthy for your gut. Don't be afraid of it. It's not three bites of bread that are going to make you gain weight. On the contrary, I believe the opposite. The non-restrictive mind is going to help you lose weight. I promise. It's actually going to be a byproduct. Weight loss is going to be a byproduct of this non-restrictive French mind. Now, if you're at home cooking, Choosing your meals should be just as easy. An appetizer not to offset. Very often, if you're cooking at home for lunch, an appetizer not to offset. If you want, you could do a main course, protein the size of your hand, veggies and nutri nutrients the size of your hand. And if you feel like having a little bit of a side of mashed potatoes or a little bit of a side of rice, that's completely okay. I do like uh, to switch my rice for buckwheat. That's a very French thing. It's called ebli here and I kind of like to kind of pre-cook it a little bit like pre-fry but without really oil. I put like a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of garlic and then I put saffron make it look yellow and it comes out a little bit like popcornish and it's so delicious and I'll have like a handful of that like just the palm of my hand just for pleasure it's okay to cook certain things for pleasure just a palm of your hand is okay and then as far as the salad when you're at home put a bowl on your right hand side and fill it up with a nice salad i like to have for example mash which is one of my favorite salad or spinach salad with a dressing of lemon and tahini and pine nuts. Pine nuts are a great source of fatty acids. So 
you have to kind of really go with your intuition and go, hmm, okay, what on here or what in my choices while I'm shopping to make food is food with health benefits. Don't think diet, think health benefits. The weight loss will be a byproduct of that insanely smart, intuitive choice. Animals know what they need for nutrition. They hunt uh, for what they need. Why don't we? Animals know, like a cow knows she's supposed to eat grass. And, you know, a lion knows it's a carnivore and supposed to hunt for protein. Why is it that we don't know to hunt for the right thing? Because our fear of food that's been instilled in us by industries that profit from that fear have stripped us away from our God-given animal intuition to know what to feed on. So all you have to do when you go to the supermarket or to the restaurant is to say, okay, I'm going to feed on a pleasure food, food, sorry, and then I'm going to feed on nutritious food. It can still be very delicious, but nutritious food. And you have to kind of separate pleasure from nutrition um, and sum it all up equals health. Because happy and pleasure, as well as nutrition, equals good health. Your brain and your gut are totally correlated. Diet has the word die in it. That's all I need to remind you. Diet is the opposite of your intuition. So when you go to the restaurant, don't hesitate to make this very particular, particular choice to choose your health over a diet. And I promise you the byproduct of that choice is going to be weight loss and weight control. I'll give you an extra example, another type of culture food. Um, to make sure that you're exercising this intuition muscle. Let's say you're going to eat Asian fusion, um, Japanese, and there is sushi. When you go eat sushi, it is true that the rice has absolutely no nutrition. It is not always healthy. Very often those rices are a big source of estrogen mimickers, but you love sushi. So what I would do is as my appetizer, I would order my rice rolls. You don't have to make cucumber rolls without rice. I find that so fucking boring and so fucking diety and we don't like that. That's not chic. Um, so you'll have your sushi and your sashimi um, with the rice, which, whichever way you like. So your tiger rolls or whatever they may, call, they may be called and a little bit of tempura is okay but you'll have that in a dessert plate. So make sure that you ask for a small amount of rolls or if you're sharing, only fill up a small dessert plate or a salad plate. And as your main course, even if you're going to a sushi place, you're going to ask for nutrition. Beef, fish, whatever the case may be, you can find a protein and you are sure that you can find some vegetables. Order the bok choy. Order the asparagus with the ginger and the sashimi. Order the protein and the veggie. So, so important as your main. Same thing, the mindset of eating your sushi but not filling up on it because that's not going to be your main source of nutrition. Knowing that you're only doing this for your pleasure neuro signals to go on but not for satiation. 
will definitely set the tone for the way that you eat this instead of gobbling for the sake of getting full and no longer feeling hungry you're going to reserve yourself for what's to come which is the nutritious aspect of your meal and then whenever when anything else fails as far as um portion size think chic what would Jackie O do? What would Grace Kelly do? It always worked for me. I always thought that way. Even when I find myself in a predicament that I am in a situation or a situation where it's not necessarily my world. I have clients that invite me that sometimes have a lifestyle that is, you know, way beyond my lifestyle. And I am in doubt of manners of whether it's polite to ask for seconds or not. I kind of ask myself, well, they know they have this French girl at their table. What would Grace Kelly do? By the way, Grace Kelly was American, but her European French manners were so curated. She had to learn all of the royalty and French etiquette when she got married to Prince Rainier, that she became the image itself to the French woman of sophistication and chic. Jackie O was American, so these people, these women I'm giving you as an example are the perfect embodiment of the American woman with chic and class and they ate like little birds when it came down to it. So I'm not telling you to eat like little birds, but what I am saying is when you are in doubt as far as your portions, then don't ask yourself about calories, macros, carbs, fiber, carbs minus fiber, or any fucking bullshit like that. If you wanted to add shit up, shit up, you'd be an accountant. And if you are a fucking accountant, I'm sure you don't want to be a fucking accountant at the restaurant. So just rely on the chic rule. Is it chic? Is my portion chic? Are my bites chic? Think of the bites that you're taking. If something seems too easy to gobble down with a spoon, except for soup, of course, then rely on a fork. It makes the process longer, more minutious, and harder to gobble down, for example. But the truth in the matter is, this podcast was all about getting you to order from a menu in six minutes that like a French person would do and differentiate yourself from the tortured American that will take about 20 minutes to 30 minutes to place an order as a French garçon comes to the table every five minutes to say, are you ready to give me your order? Like you're so slow. Best thing to do is to scan the menu, know your sources of nutrition, Know the ones that your healthy, balanced gut is going to be craving and shoot for it. You know you shouldn't rely on carrots for nutrients, but you know that string beans, asparagus, artichokes are amazing. Beetroot is amazing. Don't be afraid of sweet potatoes and potatoes, for example. Don't be afraid of olives or eggs. Fatty acids are your gateway to a skinnier waist through uh, balanced hormones. So there you have it. Now that you have the power in your hands of knowing what food 
real food, which is usually what you find in the restaurant. And I think that's what's terrifying to the American in general. Americans have relied so much on labels to tell them whether something is okay to eat or not, or on apps that calculate the amount of fiber or carbs or net carbs or calories, that when it comes to reading a menu with no nutrition facts, they get totally freaked out when actually a vegetable, a protein, doesn't need nutrition facts. I'm not telling you to keep on ordering ragu, ratatouille, and raviolis. I'm telling you to order food in their real forms, in the simplest shape or forms are possible, as possible, and in a shared portion as an appetizer, have your pleasurable foods to attend to your happiness hormones and to your leptin hormone so that your neuro signals will signal to your body that it doesn't need to feed on quantity. And then this way you can bypass leaving delicious food aside like a dieter. When someone's going to take your plate, it's going to go, oh gosh, a dieter, she left her egg. Oh gosh, a dieter, she left her olives. That is so not chic. Go for it. It's sexy. I hope you enjoyed this quick podcast. I am going to remind you that when it comes to food, I've got you covered at home with my cookbook. It comes now in hardcover and in softcover. And thanks to all of you, it's been selling really, really well. And I'm happy to say that it is in a few of your kitchens. I'm so excited and humbled about that. So thank you for making me an author. Simply the Best Cookbook is available on my website and will be available on Amazon in about four months. Right now you can get it on the website. The link is on the show notes. The virtual platform is the best way to get started on your health journey and your summer body. You have about six videos currently on there, including the retreat experience in Grand Hotel du Cap, which is where we held our yearly transform retreat. That session is so supercharged that some of my masters are actually getting challenged from it and still love doing it. We have a new one probably um, launching this week with some new moves where I uh, created some new oblique moves as I felt that to get into a bikini body, obliques and a thinner waist, a carved thin, thinner waist was definitely something we all crave. So the next session coming up will be pretty much uh, targeting the waist area and the obliques. Get ready to feel those twists burning. If you want to join the virtual platform, you need to get the equipment and you have the choice of two equipments. One that's great for just a trial time and that's way cheaper um, so that it can be somewhat affordable to all of you. And the other one, which would be the more permanent option and the most um, performant option, which is our original reformer stick. All of this is available on the website at virtual.themethodmc.com. If you cannot get this link, it is on the show notes. You can also buy Simply Inulin, which I spoke extensively about uh, on this episode not trying to plug it, but just because inulin is in your food, if you feel like you need an extra push of fiber prebiotic intake and you're craving that flat tummy, go for it, it's on the website. We have also the Gangster Chic Cuisine size, which is exactly the same inulin, just a bigger size for those of you that wanna make my chocolate chip 
au sel de Guérande, which is the salty, the flour salt, uh, French flour salt in my chocolate chip cookies. Um, and that recipe is actually free. So when you go on the Simply Inulin shop, uh, Simply Gangster Chic shop, you can click on Simply Gangster Cuisine, Gangster Chic Cuisine um, little icon and it will take you to the recipes, but we'll also link them on the show notes and that recipe is free. Um, what else can I tell you? I think I've pretty much told you about everything other than my rose oil is also now available. I brought it back from Morocco. A lot of you have seen on my story when I traveled to Morocco, I took you to the factory where it is simply cold pressed, first time pressed by the Berber ladies and then bottled for us. Um, and now they've shipped to so many of you. I cannot wait to see your posts with rose oil. So make sure that if you have purchased it and received it, you show me your results on Instagram. Cannot wait to share that. Our amber rocks are in store as well from Morocco. They're natural resin um, from plants and their amber rocks, they smell so delicious. You break them down, put them in your closets, in your linen closets, put them in your living room or in your bedroom and your house will just smell heavenly. An oriental flair with a chic flair to it as well. Um, that's what I have all over my house. So if you've been on my Instagram, you've probably seen it before. Um, and that's pretty much it. We have our vegan protein powder, Fibre coming up. Uh, so that protein powder is really an, an, an innovation from an incredible company in Norway. And I love working with Norway because their standards um, of, and of regulations are just over the top. They really are incredible. Um, and this protein powder is so innovative. I cannot wait to bring it on the market. It's coming out in a few days. We've received the shipments. Um, I showed you our clearance against E. coli and all types of other um, bacteria that usually protein powders have to be tested for. Uh, our protein powder is vegan. You know I was not a fan and I'm still not a fan of protein powder for people that consume enough protein like I do. But like I said, um, for people like Gilles, for example, who cannot eat that many protein when he has a gout outbreak, this is amazing to make veggie patties. I've also used it uh, to, to substitute the tahini in um, my brioche or in my chocolate chip cookies. Uh, it is also very high in fiber because the bean it comes from, and it's not pea, a lot of protein, vegan proteins on the market are peas, not this one. This one is a bean and it's a very special bean. It's very, very high in fiber. It's probably the highest bean on the market. And on top of it, we're adding 50% of Simply Inulin in that protein powder. So you can just imagine how low carb, high in protein, 65% more protein than, a, than most protein powders on the market. Uh, will be but no use getting you all excited over something that's not out yet although I wanted to get you excited just a little bit because I've been experimenting with it for you with uh, with it for you uh, but it will be out in a few days we're just now waiting for the labels to arrive everything else is kind of ready to go on this note I wish you a beautiful weekend I apologize for not releasing an episode last week I have 
I had lost my voice and as you know I keep my episodes very current and very of the moment so I don't pre-record anything so if my voice goes there's no podcast episode for the week but it's all good this week I wish you a beautiful weekend and bisou bisou from Monaco